Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. I'm Nico, and if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience, you want to talk about conspiracies, naturopathic health, yoga, crystals, any you know, anything that's unconventional. Let's talk. Send me an email. UpstateUnconventional at gmail.com or uh, hop on Instagram. Uh, my thing is upstate underscore unconventional. Send me a message. I said unconventional. Unconventional. Upstate underscore unconventional on Instagram. Send me a message. We'll talk. We'll get you on the show. And uh, yeah, today is Halloween. It's officially Halloween. It's 12. Of course, this happens to me all the time. Here's a synchronicity. I'm recording this right now. And it's 1234. I look at the clock and it's always 1234 along with a bunch of other numbers too, but this is interesting, one, two, three, four, but yeah, this is a fun episode, uh, this is an episode with someone who reached out to me on Instagram, his name is Ron Weed, he's been on a couple other podcasts sharing his story, but he um, reached out and sent me a couple messages and was like, I've had this happen and this happen, and it's pretty fascinating stuff, so I hope you guys enjoy this, um, yeah, it's there's a lot in this episode, and I'll just give you a little uh, info. It, Ron's father was uh, in the Navy. He was Navy intelligence, and his father actually had an uh, an encounter with some gray aliens or a gray alien. And a few years after that, when Ron was about twelve, he also had an encounter with the grays and a reptilian. And it's a really interesting encounter because he was kind of given this uh, almost like sell your soul type deal. And yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And he had a bunch of other experiences too that we kind of got into. And yeah, it's a fun episode, guys. I'm definitely going to bring him back on because, you know, he was telling me beforehand that he's had some weird encounters with some Freemasons and there's some stuff with his name and Gematria and we just didn't actually have time to get into it with this episode but I'm going to bring him back on for a part two and uh, you can follow him on Instagram his his tag is Berserk Space Cowboy and he just put out a podcast himself it's called The Imaginarium of Thought so definitely go check that out and send him some love Uh, one last thing and this is just my conspiracy brain kind of going, maybe I'm overthinking this, but uh, given the nature of like what his father did and some of the stuff he was talking about in this story, and maybe I'm making a big deal out of nothing, but if you listen to the recording, there's kind of like a buzzing or a hum in the background. And, you know, I didn't change my setup at all. So it wasn't on my end and maybe it was on his end. Maybe it's just something Maybe it was nothing, but can't help but wonder, was someone listening in on this conversation? I don't know. Uh, We'll see. You know, only time will tell with that one. But it's a fun episode, guys. I really hope you enjoy it. It's some spooky stories just in time for Halloween. And uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I also this is kind of like a double hitter because I'm putting out another episode, too. It's already out. Um, Just a short little talking about some of my paranormal experiences 
I've had over the last year with my wife, stuff we both experienced and encountered and just in our house in the last year. And I recorded it a while back and I just didn't really have like a place to put it, but I actually talked about a couple of the experiences in this particular interview. So I figured it was fitting to just put it out there too, to give you guys a little more context on what was going on, go a little deeper into those, but yeah, that's a little bonus episode too. So I hope you guys enjoy it. You know, if you like the show, you know what to do. Share it with your friends. Get on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave it a five-star review. And uh, yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. This is a fun one. I mean, there's definitely going to be a part two. So rock and roll. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Upstate Unconventional. Tonight, I have a very special guest. His name is Ron Weed. And he reached out to me on Instagram. Now, he's been on a couple other podcasts. Uh, the Dangerous World was one of them. And I can't remember the other one, but he'll get into that in a second. Um, but I purposely did not listen to those episodes because I wanted to hear his paranormal experiences firsthand. Now, he told me he has he had a kind of sell your soul type situation happen when he was a little bit younger. And he's had some encounters with reptilians and greys and... I was interested the second he sent me the thing. So without further ado, Ron, how you doing tonight? Hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> doing good. Just, so. uh, yeah, um, uh, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences throughout my life and uh, um, things that made me question my reality, for sure. You and me both, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, and uh, I'm, you know, trying to, step forward to, uh, you know, wake people up to, um, the, the atheism and the, uh, boxed mind, uh, uh, brainwashing and stuff like that. This, uh, you know, uh, try to get people to start thinking out the box and, 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 uh, being open about their experiences and stuff like that as well. Yeah, man. That's like one of the reasons why I started my show too. It's just because I know more people have had paranormal experiences than they want to let on to or you know people will have something weird happen to them and they'll just kind of put it in the back of their head or whatever and just chalk it up to a dream or whatnot but yeah that's fascinating that you said like the atheism because i i want to definitely get into that um i do believe that the parasite class or whatever it is running this simulation or, mm-hmm. world or whatever they're they're really pushing that hard because they don't want you to believe in a higher power they don't want that, not even so much like religion or anything like that, but just knowing that there is something beyond this existence because they want to keep us trapped here. They want to keep our souls kind of, you know, stuck in this reality. So what are your thoughts on that? I want to do the- um, uh, it's, yeah, be, because uh, they want you to think you're just uh, a random thing that, that happened. You're, uh, you're just this monkey that all of a sudden knows how to do uh, math and you know, build these, you know, like the pyramids and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, a, just a, uh, what do they call it? Like a speck of dust in an endless universe. It's all an accident. Nothing mm-hmm. matters. And I, I mean, to me, before I even got into like spirituality, I knew that wasn't true. I've always, I was never like religious as a little kid or anything like yeah. that, but I always, I always believed in God. I don't know if that was just instilled in me or definitely a higher power and i i would i never went down that like atheist route but i was never religious either so 
it's kind of interesting, but I guess we'll just, you've had a, you've had quite a few. So do you want to, when did you have your first paranormal experience? Um, it's actually my very first thought. Like, do you, uh, do you remember your first like realization that you're like a, a sentient being, <laughs> I guess? <laughs> yeah. No, well, mine, my very first like memory, it's so funny. Like I was four years old. It was like a day or two before my fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. And I just remember like having this emotional breakdown because I didn't want to turn five years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I have to equate that to like the realization of time and that things are moving forward and things like that you know at the time my parents just thought i was being a dramatic little kid but it i would say that's probably my first like real memory where i was fully conscious and really remember you know every aspect of that (laughs) memory Mm -hmm. i think that like has to do with you know because they say uh you're closer to the spirit world the younger the older you are Mm -hmm. like you're more uh in that but um, yeah, my uh, first uh, realization of life is I'm like inside of this colorful tunnel. Like, have you seen the movie Contact? No. Um, it's like, imagine you're going down like a water slide. It's like a water slide, but everything is like uh, like colorful stars, like different colored mm-hmm. lights and stuff. But you're moving through it like really, really fast. And it's so it's like kind of like phasing by. Um, well, I'm looking, I'm at the top of this like tunnel and I'm holding on to this lady's hand and, uh, I can see it's like, it kind of looks like a fantasy, like fairy tale type, type and land, you know, behind her, mm-hmm. like the way it looks. And, uh, she tells me like something to the extent of like, I'll see you soon. It, you know, it won't be long. You'll be right back, you know, type, type, situ- type thing to me you know and uh she she lets go i let go or something like that and i start to fall down this tunnel and as i'm falling down the tunnel my realization of uh or my memories of whatever was up there who that lady was and what what was going on all that started getting stripped from my mind you know Mm -hmm. and uh i remembered i was trying to hold on to those memories but they i couldn't they were just getting taken away from me and um and then i opened my eyes and i'm a four-year-old filipino boy <laughs> on the couch and um i'm i'm looking up at the ceiling and I, I i realize i'm alive i'm like i'm alive and i jump up and i look over to my right and my brother my older brother and my cousin are standing there and i'm like you're my brother you're my cousin and they're like duh of course we are like <laughs> Who, who, who do you think we're, we, we're going to be? And, and they're like, get off the couch because I guess we were taking turns uh, jumping over the couch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, uh, I think he was saying something about like maybe I hurt my head or something like that. I don't know. Like he had a heart, heart attack, but uh, that's something I was thinking about it, recent, you know, thinking on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I knocked myself out or something and, you know, went up and they're like, nope, not yet. You know, sent me back down or that was me incarnating, you know. Yeah, but it, it was about four years old, too. Like, That's amazing. That, that's really fascinating. It's funny. My son is four years old now and I'm noticing he is hyper aware, you know, even like beyond 
his years, he's definitely like very in tune to a lot of different things. So there's got to be something to that number four, you know? Yeah, you're, you're, that's your, and, and, you know, north, south, east, west, um, up, down, left, you know, left, you know, horizontal, vertical, you know, uh, yeah, four is a powerful number and, uh, goes into many different things. Like, I don't know if you know about the uh, number 40 being the only uh, number in the English language that is in alphabetical order. No, I didn't know that. But now that I'm thinking about it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and the 40 days, 40 nights, and yeah. all this uh, other kind of 40 stuff. Um, but it's yeah, so and... funny, oh, they I'm like sorry. tell us... Oh. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, they society tells you you know once you hit 40 it's all downhill from there and it's like i don't believe that at all i mean i'm 30 this year but like i, I just i know so many 40 year olds that are like younger than most 20 year olds you know? yeah, oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's just uh how you're living and, and everything like that for sure but so um, what were you gonna say um but yeah that's my first realization that's kind of like my i guess my first paranormal experience yeah that's that's amazing and it's so funny i just did an interview last night with um jeff from the shadow band podcast and he was mm -hmm. telling me about a psychedelic experience he had and uh i think he was on yeah it was a dmt trip he did and he was kind of teleported very much like you said through this like colorful tunnel yeah, <laughs> he was like just floating in existence and just nothingness. And there was a set of female hands holding his head for mm. all of eternity. And then he snapped back into reality and it was only about 10 minutes, but he experienced time from the beginning all the way to the end while this uh, female entity kind of held his head. And it's so similar. You're saying this female was holding your hand. There's got to be something to that, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, like uh, Lady Time, or, you know, they say, too, um, even in the in the Bible, it says that uh, uh, God's manifestation of wisdom is a woman, Lady lady Wisdom. Yeah, and I, I believe that. I know, and I'll just say it, too. I mean, most women are smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would definitely say that's a paranormal experience, man. I don't know if it was a near death, like you kind of hinted to, possibly, or was it just an out-of-body experience? Or was it just you coming into your consciousness for the first time and realizing, like, oh, I'm, I'm here on Earth right now, and now I have to do whatever my mission is in this existence, you know? Yeah, I looked back uh, when I learned about uh, starseed kind of stuff, and I was like, oh, was that like uh, a starseed kind of thing, <laughs> you know? And yeah. I only, I, I didn't, you know, you get your memories taken from you, but I guess I, I got, I was able to remember that small thing to kind of, I guess, uh, like a hint or something, I don't know. Yeah, so I was going to ask, did, do you remember it from the time you were four, or was this something you kind of recovered later on in life? Oh, no, that's, uh, that's the moment I became conscious that was like my, my conscious awake so, so you remember that forever right like yeah you okay cool yeah, yeah. i've had experiences too where it's like i had them when i was young and i forgot about them then i look back at them now as an adult and i'm like oh that was that was something you know yeah <laughs> but so you've lived with this memory your whole life that's very interesting yeah that was the moment i realized uh i became a conscious thing whatever even if i was just a spirit or something like that that was the my like awakening 
I guess. That's very cool, man. So then from that was at four years old, when did the uh, next, has it been just constant paranormal things throughout your whole life or? Um, not really, you know, it's, uh, here and there, you know, stuff happens, uh, kind of get used to it, but it's, you know, it's, uh, sometimes you just kind of forget a lot of, about a lot of these things, you know, that happen. You'll, you'll think about it later on. You're like, you know what? I forgot to say that. I forgot mm-hmm. to bring that, you know, mm-hmm. that story up or something. Um, but yeah, I'm actually, uh, from Savannah, Georgia, and it's considered one of the most haunted cities in America. Uh, one time, I guess that's kind of like a goofy ghost story kids, but yeah, uh, it was me and the two neighbor kids and my brothers and sisters, something happened upstairs. We're like, we were, we were alone in the house. It was just us hanging out and like the, the, you know, and it couldn't be anybody pranking us because, uh, um, we were the only ones there and we were watching the stairs going up to the top of the uh, second floor. And that's where all the stuff was going down. Mm-hmm. And so we'd, you know, the only way to, to leave would have been to go out the second floor window out the back. And, uh, that would have been like a big drop, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, I remember like we, the, we went up there with like baseball bats cause the bathroom doors at the top of the stairs and, um, it was, it slammed closed or something. So we went up there to check on it or something. It was locked. So we, we get scared. We're kids. We run out, you know, and then we toughen up, we go back upstairs <laughs> And we go to uh, open it, and then now it's unlocked, and there's and it's a small bathroom. There's nothing in there, and then we notice the fans on in the in one of the bedrooms. Dude, so we freak weird. out again. <laughs> we we run out downstairs and out the house, and we're just watching, and we wait for my dad to get home, and we tell him about it. And he goes and you know sweeps the whole house, attic, and everything. He's like, "You guys are just crazy," <laughs> yeah. you know, with the ghosts. But that was another. Uh, ghost experience i had with multiple people you know when i was a kid yeah that's those are always so interesting because like i've had a few like that too and you always wonder like did we just imagine that was the door really locked but again when you're kids you know at least for me it's like you you're more in tune to that stuff and i do believe it happens i mean we had an experience here around last year where our Mm -hmm. closet door just kept opening like the and it, it's the side we it, they're sliding closet doors, and it, there was just something going on in the house. There was a weird energy and everything. And every once in a while, like no one would be in the room, my son wouldn't be in there. We'd go out, we'd come back home. The doors closed. The dog couldn't get up there, and the door would just be open like three inches. And I'm like, <laughs> something's <laughs> weird here, man. And there's yeah. no explaining it. You know, I. I blessed the house i saged it um my wife had her friend come over she did some like reiki work on it and it hasn't happened since but it was there was a good like two months where we were having some weird <laughs> experiences and wow. stuff like that but um yeah so was that do you think uh, it was the uh, house itself like or was there yeah, other experiences um, in that house i think uh, oh, with that house itself? Um, yeah, that's uh, it's actually the house where I had my uh, alien encounter and, okay. and uh, stuff like that. But it, it, there was actually another house on that street, same street, where it was like a famous ghost store, ghost house, haunted house around the neighborhood. But the guy who lived there was like a police officer. 
And I guess uh, he woke up one night to go wash his face or something, get ready for work. It was like a big thing out there. But uh, he he started having uh, he he uh, as he was washing his face, the water turned into blood. And uh, so he got scared and freaked out. But then it was, he realized it's just water, and he's thinking I'm just crazy. So he goes back into the bedroom to kind of tell it to his wife, you know. And he and he says that there's a pillow was like being pressed against her face. Like, like a poltergeist type thing. Really? Yeah. And he, so he freaks out. He grabs her. He goes and grabs the kids and, and uh, leaves the house. And they left all their stuff there. They just abandoned the house and, and abandoned all their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a known story around the neighborhood, around there. You know, it, around here, it's like just about everybody has a uh, ghost story or UFO story and stuff. That's interesting. I mean, so. Let's kind of jump into that a little bit because I, I don't know what I think about UFOs. You know, I, I tend mm-hmm. to think that aliens are probably more. I think they're interdimensional for sure, but I don't know if they're more angelic or demonic beings. Like I don't really know if they are. You know, little green men from outer space or whatever. But what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I um, you mentioned reptilians and greys. I think. Uh... It's it's varied. Like some okay. might be physical technology, some might be a whole different type of type of uh, you know uh, awareness that we're we're not conscious of. Like a you know uh, 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 like a like an, fading like an energy. Yeah, like some sort of energetic stuff. Because I actually have a old roommate. He told me his uh, paranormal UFO story. They're just it's and it's here in savannah uh they're going over this bridge uh he's going over this bridge with his mom and he said all of a sudden he sees a uh, like fireball like a red looks like a big fireball right and it flies over the the bridge and uh he says he sees that other people are noticing it because uh they're starting to slow down too and looking up at it and he said this fireball and it's during the day just does a bunch of uh crazy things around the bridge and then takes off and then everybody just kind of continues driving and going about their day (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and so it's so amazing to me that some people can do that and just be like oh that was weird and then like to me i i'd be thinking about that i'd be talking about it to this day if i oh yeah (laughs) and um there's a funny part about that because his mom who was driving she's like super strict catholic Mm -hmm. and uh so after a few moments when he's gathered himself, he's like, Mom, what do you think about that what, that we just saw? And she's like, I didn't see anything. <laughs> I, I didn't see nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Quit talking about crazy stuff like that. But he, he's like, I know sh- sh- that she saw it. Mm-hmm. And he could just tell that she was just like, Lord. <laughs> just in denial. Like, Yeah, nope. take this memory from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, dude, it's so funny because like the house I grew up in, I don't know if you listened to the episode I did with my brother. It was like the second episode I had, but we grew up in a house that had a ton of activity. And there was one time where like uh, just this random old, th- my brother heard a noise in the basement Yeah, and was scared by it. And no one else was in the house. The dogs wouldn't go downstairs. And when my dad got home, he like checked it out and looked in the room. There was like a, a boiler room with the hot water heater and some other stuff. And there was just this random old tattered like orange vest that was just laying on the floor in there. 
<laughs> and like my dad just picked it up, mm-hmm. brought it outside, like almost in a trance, brought it outside and just lit it on fire and then never talked about it again. What? <laughs> and my brother's like, what? Like I wasn't home at the time. I was at like wrestling practice or something. And uh-huh. I remember hearing about this. I was like, are you kidding me? And then he, we asked him a couple of years later and he's like, oh yeah, I did burn that. That was weird. Huh. Oh, well, and it was like, what? Like, <laughs> whoa, it's like, he's in a trance. Maybe it's like the spirit was like having him like help kind of cleanse, cleanse him out of there, out of the house so he could have it, you know, or something, something, or just like he saw it and was like, nope, I'm not dealing with this bullshit. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <just gonna> pretend. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was, but to this day, he's still like, oh, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was weird. Like he won't like admit that it was he he's like, "Oh, I think it was one of the guys that was working on the room." And we're like, "That was like months before this incident. I think we would have noticed this vest just sitting on the floor." Mhm. But dude, that's weird. It's crazy how people can just like disassociate from it and just say, "No, that never happened." Y- yeah, and you know, it's it's to fit in too so you know because that, that's kind of to, to operate the world you can't really be going around telling people ghost stories and things like that you know people um you know if there's a taboo to it which mm-hmm. needs which needs to be broken of course you know oh i agree because it's the same thing like i never talked about any of my experiences like when i was teaching and like working in the real world and once i started working for myself and stop caring <laughs> about other people's opinions. It's, yeah. And once you start talking to people and you get people like for everyone's always like, no, I've never had anything weird happen. And then you talk to them for a couple minutes and they're like, Oh, well there's this one time, you know, where I saw something <laughs> out of the corner of my eye and it freaked me out. But I, I I'm just assuming it was my mind playing tricks on me or I saw this or uh, it's just, it's crazy, man. And uh, that's where the uh, that's the whole thing with the elites, why they kind of want want people to be like that, to to think taboo of it and not talk about these kind of things, because it limits your uh, 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 thoughts. You know, you you, you can only um, because, for example, with uh, Tai Chi and, you know, the Reiki kind of spiritual kind of stuff like uh, there's you know, they call it pseudoscience and things like that, but it, it is, can be scientifically, you know, examined and proven. Um, for instance, like, uh, the whole thing with, uh, you know, galvanism back in the day when they realized, uh, uh there's, you know, we have a spark of electricity within our body mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, they, if, if, if you're thinking you're just a, a, a monkey and you're just random and stuff like that, like you're not gonna think about, creating free energy or all this kind of stuff you're it's like they're the illusionists the elites are the illusionists they're uh distracting you with something up front keeping you distracted while they're moving things behind your back you know yeah and that's (laughs) the thing these guys all believe in it you know Mm -hmm. they believe in all this stuff but they tell you yo you can't they believe in magic they're practicing magic they're doing all this kind of spiritual work and whatnot and yet they'll put it out there that Oh, that's all fake. You know, none of that's real. The science, trust the science, trust the science. And do you know uh, about Mary Shelley, uh, Frankenstein, the lady that wrote Frankenstein? I don't know much about her. I did read Frankenstein and there is some interesting like religious 
undertones like playing God and stuff like that in there. But I know they were into that whole like group of writers like Bram Stoker and those types. They were into some interesting cult shit. Oh yeah, like uh, I did. I did some research for it recently, and uh, like her dad is uh, one of the most famous atheists. Uh, you know, out there thinkers, and he's also a utilitarianism, like one of the original utilitarianism kind of guys, which is uh, an action is good as long as it benefits the majority. So that's like kind of a like a Luciferian type ideology. You know, it's okay if we uh, depopulate the world because it's actually helping everybody else. You know, it's right. actually better for the majority. This is for your own good type type thing. You know. Mm-hmm. And that gets into like the eugenics and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the herd out, and it, it's it's all sick shit, man. But yeah, and uh, her uh, husband, he was a follower of her father, and and um, he was a a, a a famous atheist as well. Except he was at the same time he's uh, atheist and he's promoting atheism. He was into the occult and uh, magic and stuff like that Uh, he actually one of his books and this is uh is um called saint Irvine um or the rosicrucian and it's a book about a sex crazed maniac who uh and his interactions with a uh, rosicrucian alchemist (laughs) so so he's out there saying oh i'm an atheist and blah 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 then he's writing a book about this kind of stuff and there's there's some interesting things about him. I think I think he uh, maybe is a part of what this whole Illuminati kind of stuff. Uh, I think he faked his death and started an Illuminati type cult because you you look into his, the people he was interacting with and stuff like that. His friends. Um, it, 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 there's some interesting stuff there, but that's that's kind of a whole other <laughs> yeah topic. But um, yeah, to to get into um, but. Um, yeah, my dad, uh, he uh, he also has some paranormal stories, and he's uh, he's kind of the main reason, like, gives my paranormal stories some credence, you know, that I'm not just some guy out here saying crazy things, which I am. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, these experiences happen to you, you know, mm-hmm. and it obviously shaped your life in some way, shape, or form, so that's why I'm here, man. Like, that's why I want to have this show to talk about these things. What are they? Is, yeah. is, is it something that we could prove or is there this other layer, which I a hundred percent believe there is just because I've experienced things myself. So let's get into your dad a little bit. Um, you know, going to like, uh, um, uh, he, he, uh, at his funeral, he got uh, two flags instead of the protocol of one flag per deceased veteran. Okay, so your dad was, he was in the military? Uh, yeah, he was uh, naval intelligence. Right, 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 you did tell me that. Okay, and did and, he die in combat? or? Oh, no, uh, uh, stage four lung cancer. Oh, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. But... Oh, it's, it's, uh... <laughs> it's life, you know, it's a cycle, a circle of life, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, and uh, so it was kind of a pretty big fish moment for me because uh, he, it's something he used to say, like, when we were kids, like, oh, you'll see it at my funeral, stuff like that, you know, just kind of giving us a hard time type thing. And then at, at his funeral, this, you know, event happens that's not supposed to happen. That's It wasn't supposed to go down like that. 
And um, on top of that, the guy that was presenting the flag was a uh, Navy SEAL. Okay. So he wasn't supposed to get two flags? He was supposed yeah. to only get oh, one? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, on, it's one flag per veteran. Right. Because um, after the funeral, uh, some friends came up and they're like, what's, you know, a bunch of people actually came up and were asking me, like, what, what happened? You know, like, we've been to, we've been to plenty of uh, veteran funerals and we've never seen two flags. It's always been one flag. That's and interesting. Uh, yeah, and um, so, but um, he's told me some things like, um, um, and this happened before my event. Uh, but he 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 remembered it, but then he kind of like he kind of said something about it, but for Ben just like locked it out of his memory because he didn't want my mom to think he was crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, before before we move on, I just I want to get a time frame. So, oh. how long ago was this? Uh, this would have been over 20 years. Uh, this would have been, I would have been around like eight years old or so. Okay. So you were really young when this happened. All right. Mm -hmm. But he, uh, said he woke up one night and, uh, he heard a noise. So he got out of bed, went to go walk to the door to see what was going on. And he said, when he almost got to the door in the corner of the room, he saw a, uh, gray alien. And he said they look exactly like what you would think they would look like. Interesting. And it was just standing in the room? It was just standing in the corner of the room. And then he said he kind of like passed out and then woke up, you know, like a quick wake up type thing, you know. And he's like, huh, that's a, that's a weird dream. And just kind of didn't. Did he wake up in his bed? Or did yeah, he... woke, woke up in his bed. Interesting. <laughs> and so he's like, huh, that's a weird dream. And he goes down to the, uh, or no, it was a one-story place, but he goes to the kitchen just uh some stuff but uh he goes to the kitchen and uh my when he goes in there my younger brother says hey dad i was with you last night my younger brother's like was like kind of a toddler you know could barely talk or whatever and uh he doesn't really remember this uh experience too much he remembers a kind of uh like weird dreams of being uh on metal chairs and tables with like bright lights on them so interesting but, uh, so, um, he goes, yeah, he goes, uh, Hey dad, I was with you last night. My dad's shocked. He's like, I thought this was just a dream. And here goes Wally saying something about where I was with you last night. He's like, where, where, where were we? And my brother, uh, points up at this ceiling and says there. And my dad's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's weird, man. I just got where chills down my spine. Yeah. He's like, were we abducted? the hell like your kid is you thought you just had this weird dream and then the next morning your kid is like oh yeah we were up there in some spaceship or something you know he didn't say that but he just hinted at it you know and he was like what three or four years old about yeah mm -hmm. interesting yeah that would freak me right the <laughs> right out <laughs> <laughs> so but he's just forgot about it and um because he didn't you know he didn't want mom to think he was a weirdo uh so uh but this is on his, like, the reason why he said this is because, you know, I was kind of uh, caretaking him, you know, as he was uh, passing. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, I was telling, bringing him up, bringing up about my alien experience that I had when I was about 12 years old. And um, that's why he, you know, he gave me that story. And, um, so uh what happened is, is uh one night 
uh, I woke up and the whole room was a bright green light, like a bright ne- neon green light. And, uh, it looked, you know, it was coming from the window. It looks like, like if there was like a spotlight mm-hmm. at the window and it's just like the whole thing is lit up. But, uh, I'm at when, you know, when, it, when I first wake up and notice all of this, I'm still like a kid. So I'm just like, uh, oh, whatever, I'm tired. I just want to go back to sleep. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't really care as much and I just want to pass back out. So I try to go back to sleep and, uh, that's when the lights start pulsing. So I, I, now I'm getting upset because I can't go to sleep. And uh, even though it was super bright, <laughs> but it, I don't know, it just messed with me. So I got mad and I, I uh, to tell the story, I was on the, there was a bunk bed. I was on the top bunk and my brother is in the, older brother's in the bunk below me. And my younger brother's uh, in his, his own bed across the uh, room by the window. Mm-hmm. So I get out of bed, I climb down and, uh, I'm kind of yelling at them. Hey guys, you, you don't notice what's going on kind of thing, you know, yelling at them to, and, but I noticed they didn't look like they looked like they're frozen, you know, they looked alive, but there was like a, that living glow to them, but they were kind of like frozen in time. That's and, uh, yeah, <laughs> but at this, but even though seeing this stuff, the green light, I'm still in my mind, I'm like, there's an explanation for this. You know, something's going on. I thought, you know, for some, whatever reason, I thought it was like some weird construction work going outside that I just didn't have no idea about. Mm-hmm. So I, I go out, I go to the window to uh, see what's going on. And when I go to touch the blinds, I get a jump scare, like a, te- like a telepathic vision jump scare uh, in my brain of a uh, mini, like a three foot green, uh, I mean, not green, uh, gray alien, the, mm-hmm. the grays. And um, I lock up, uh, you know, like a goat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Lock up, fall on my butt, and now, now, and now I, I'm like, okay, something, something ain't right. This is, you know, this isn't normal. Now, this is <laughs> right. This is uh, there's something weird going on, and, and uh, I don't like it. So- <laughs> Now, were you able to move when that happened, or no? I, I I just got back up and I was basically, you know, they say run or fight or whatever, fight or fight flight. Fight or flight, yeah. I froze. <laughs> Dude, it happens. It's happened to me before, man. So just don't, don't like a deer in headlights, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I was for a moment. I thought, okay, I'm gonna run. I got to run upstairs, get my dad, you know, have him beat up aliens or whatever. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. and but I I started having thoughts of uh, other bigger grays throughout the house and I'm like they're just gonna snatch me up so I just stood there just fro- I'm and I'm so scared I'm like shaking you know I'm like trembling and um, all of a sudden I start getting uh, thoughts you know like and and when you're scared it, it, it took a minute for me to kind of to realize that there's some telepathic communication going on you know because when you're so scared it's just you're some you're trying to talk to somebody that you're, you're you're not getting through to them they're just freaking out um so uh i started realizing that and they're like calm down calm down uh you're you're like a chosen one you know and um going into the gematria there's some weird stuff with my name and gematria and stuff like that the name i was born with and um uh 
uh yeah they said like you're uh we're gonna uh you're you, you know we're gonna make you uh a powerful wealthy person you know you're uh this is like a you're lucky and stuff and so i'm like i'm excited now i'm kind of like oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like yeah I, I, I think i win the lottery now so i'm like yeah sure take take me do whatever you got to do let's go you know let's go right now and i start walking towards the door <laughs> like let's let's leave and um they're like no 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 wait 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 before we go uh you got to make a decision and uh the the room stretches out like you're tripping on acid or something like that okay and uh i kind of got where they're going that because my one brother's on one side of the room other brother's on the other side of the room and it's kind of like a Cain and Abel, Isaac, you know, Moloch, you know, type thing, you know, like, you know how, in, and they say with a lot of these deal with the devils, a lot of these, uh, um, people have close family members who die and stuff like that, you know, mysteriously in their families and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I kind of got where they're going with that. They're like a choose, choose a brother, basically like, and, uh. All the brothers diabetic, so for a split moment, they 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 dove on that, you know. It mm-hmm. started hit, flooding me with visions, kind of like in the Grinch, um, showing me doing all this, you know, I'm like this cool guy, you know, doing all these kind of things. I'm rich, I'm, I'm buying up people presents and stuff, but uh, um, they kind of make the note like it's just your brother's just not there, you know, type thing. And I'm and but that's when I I snap out of the vision. And I'm like, no, I'm not. That's that's messed up. I love my brother. You know, I love. I'm I'm big on my family. I love my family mm-hmm. and uh, my people. So uh, um, I'm like, no, I, I refuse. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't want to go through this. And they're like, Come, what the heck? Why are you? Why are you uh, like that? Why you know? And uh, why are you doing this? And I said, because it's not what God would want to do. I'm kind of crying. You know, and so and uh, so. Um, they're like, oh, what's God? God, like, where, where is God? Like, if God's so good, why isn't he here? He here, trying to tell you he's going to give you things and blah blah blah. And, and uh, they're like, what is God? And um, then they said, uh, maybe we're God. Hmm. And uh, so um, I, I yell at them, I'm like, you're you're not God. Uh, God is uh, more powerful than you, and he's he's good. He, God is good, and he's more powerful than you. And I yelled it at them, and that's when they go from being charming to uh, mean. And uh, uh, they're you know they're verbally abusing me because we're telepathically connected. They're bringing up all the weird shit I've done as a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, like you know, abuse you know abusing me like and emotionally you know uh psych psych psychic abuse <laughs> but um uh so i uh but i uh i get a, a vision of like a, a milky way type galaxy thing mm-hmm. and it's spinning one way and uh it's uh like an orange red color and then it starts uh spinning the other way and it turns a dark blue purple color like kind of like the chakras mm-hmm. going through and um, 
it, and then I felt like this thing was smiling at me, even though it didn't have a face. It was just, I was just like, it's smiling at me. It's happy yet for, <laughs> happy for my decision and everything like that. And, uh, you know, I did, you know, there was like a little thing in me, like, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, I want to be a regular, he- I want to be a regular human. They were calling me something with an M, uh, but I don't remember. And I'm like, I just want to be a regular human because there's other people out there in the world who's suffering and they have terrible lives. And how can I be uh, happy with, in, with riches and treasure while there's people out there, you know, they, they're starving and they're, you know, dehydrated, haven't drank water in days or whatever, you know, in the case is, um, so, uh, whatever that, but so, um, now I'm like, uh, okay, I want this to end, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I just want it to be over. So I, uh, jump back in, I get back into my bed, uh, to go to, to just go to sleep. I'm, <laughs> that's like my defense. I figure I'll just go to sleep it all goes away. And I'm, I'm trying to cope with, with my reality. So I'm telling myself, this is just a dream. I just need to go back to sleep. I'll wake up. Everything will be normal again so i get back into my bed and uh i curl up into a ball of course you know and uh i close my eyes i'm like i'm not gonna open my eyes for anything i'm just gonna keep my eyes closed back to sleep and then all of a sudden i get that like sixth sense feeling like something's there yep and um i didn't want to but i just you know i just opened my eyes up and i looked back and then that's when i saw a uh, reptilian humanoid walk into the room like the door was right there at the foot of my bunk bed mm-hmm. to the right so i saw it walk in through the door kind of kind of like tell you know teleport you know phase through the door i guess <laughs> and then uh turn left like uh all robotic like a soldier you know the soldier does a little yep just that qu- quick turn yep. quarter turn thing and then it and it's just staring at me from the foot of the bunk bed and uh people are like oh you didn't freak out try to run away or blah 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 but i had already reached my peak of fear i couldn't if if i tried did that it, it would be a fake reaction because i i was already at the peak of terror so i was just like oh what else is gonna happen you know i'm just mm-hmm. it's one of those things like i couldn't get any more terrified than i was but this thing was like saying come on kid what are you doing take the deal blah 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 um uh you know you're stupid and stuff like that and i so i just uh i just closed my eyes and tried to go back to sleep and i said now this time i'm not going to open my eyes for anything so uh but as i had my eyes closed that second time i started getting visions of uh humans looking at monitors like kind of like in those apollo movies there's a bunch of monitors sitting there like and it reminded me of a um, the Wizard of Oz, like maybe this is Project Blue Beam. It's just they're they're doing some testing on me, you know, and they're sitting there working the hologram <laughs> or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, but I didn't open my I, eyes anymore, and I, you know, I'm just like I'm just kind of like, you know, tra- traumatically just kind of like you know, uh, put myself to sleep or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, then I, then I open my eyes and I'm I'm awake. It's morning time, so I'm like, oh, I'm alive. And I jump out of bed, and uh, I run into the uh, kitchen to tell my family what happened. Oh yeah, last night I I went through a deal with the devil with reptilians and 
blah, blah, blah. And my family, of course, the normal thing to say is, oh, that was just a dream. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was just a dream. Uh, um, so in that moment, I kind of was like, I was like a weird moment for me because I'm like, wow, I know this wasn't a dream. I've had plenty of lucid dreams. This was like, you know, as, as normal as day, except everything was just this green light. And um, when I saw the uh, reptilian, I couldn't see with my eyes. I saw it with my third eye. So explaining it is like I couldn't see it, but at the same time, I could see it in perfect detail. <laughs> and were your eyes open? At my, the time? Eyes were, my eyes were open, yeah, when I was looking at it. So and um, so if I'm trying it, you know, can you see how see how that works? Like you're, you, yeah. you're it's not you can tell it's not there. But right, but you're, you're at the same time, saying, but you knew it was there at the same. Yeah, yeah, no. but your third eye is saying no. This entity's here, and I can see it in detail how it looks. I don't know if you've uh, heard of Gary Wayne. I have heard the name, but <clears throat> uh, Genesis six because he's real into like the fallen angels and Nephilim type stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but he describes reptilians in a biblical thing way as uh, salamander beings. They're like sal salamander humanoids, not really necessarily like iguanas or lizards like that. Mm -hmm. And when he's when I heard him say that, I'm like, you know what? That actually makes more sense. It looked more like a salamander humanoid than a iguana humanoid. So I'm not saying that there's not like Dracos and stuff like that. People who've had those kind of experience, but the one that was there was more of like a salamander humanoid. And I just I just say reptilian to generalize. Interesting. So there's a lot I want to unpack there. Um, what, what did they look like? Like, um, I, I have it on my, uh, Instagram, but, uh, um, it, it, it had, it, it's, you know, it's round head. It was, it didn't have a big bulbous head kind of, uh, it was, you know, a little bit big at the top, but not like bulbous, like the grades. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, uh, it, no nose, like just a little, a little bit you know there but just more just the holes mm -hmm. and it's uh teeth were like shark teeth i remember that because it was smiling at me it was like smirking you know like it thought it was amusing what i was doing you know like <laughs> like uh you know we got we got another one of these you know mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it, it looked like uh shark teeth except they were you know they were compact like ours like not like shark teeth spread out they were they were compact and close you know like little you know Mm -hmm. But they were uh, tiny and pointy and serrated. Interesting. And was it wearing, like, clothes or anything? Like, could you see any um, of that? Or was it... I, I could only see uh, from the, you know, top of the shoulders up. I didn't see its body, really. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Dude, I mean, just how old were you again? 12, you said? Yeah, 12. Mm-hmm. And to have, I think of like my stepson, he's 11. And to have that type of willpower to say like, no, I'm not choosing a brother. That That's absolutely insane. Like, because I, I don't know if my stepson would do that. You know, he might be like, <laughs> well, Richard, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make that point, you know, had to rule, you know. But, you know, um, a lot of people, what I did, and that's this is why I'm telling this story. I took a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. My logical brain, and if if I could see if uh, this is how it goes down with these uh, people, this deal with the devil type thing, how they kind of get inducted into these things, uh, uh, I could see them being like, "Yeah, you guys are the gods. 
mm-hmm. obviously there is no God and uh, you guys are the masters of the universe because you're doing all this kind of stuff and uh, I, I should listen to you and 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 everything like that but I took a leap of faith and what I realized is that they're subservient to that power of God you know like the the free will and every and that whole free will thing like that is very much true like they have to obey to the to to God you know this the, you know the spirit of God and Jesus and stuff I don't you know I don't want to be you know pushing people's religion or, or this kind of stuff but yeah definitely the one the God that they they bound to that power it's they aren't the masters of the universe they just pretend to be yeah and i i back that up 100 percent because i've had it's so funny the synchronicity here with the deal i've had so many sleep paralysis encounters where i wake up and i'm in a conference room and these people in business suits are trying to get me to sign something and i snap into consciousness right as i'm about to sign and i i, I refuse right you know i'm like i'm not signing this and as they get angrier their faces start to morph and i've told this mm. on a couple other podcasts but I, have you heard this yet or oh no 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 but that's inter- that's very interesting so yeah so the, their faces start to morph and the best way i can describe them mm-hmm. are, have you seen lord of the rings the orcs and so yeah like the orcite orcs yeah also look like darth uh darth maul as well and they all had different uh you know how like darth maul has like the red lines on his face Mm-hmm. Each one, there was probably ten or twelve of these people in suits, and as they get angrier, their faces morphed into this. They didn't have horns or anything; they were just like grotesque faces. But each one of them had different color face, like I don't know if it's paint or like their skin, but they all had different colors. I remember there was one that's like turquoise, one is like orange. It was it was crazy. And as soon as I say no. Mm-hmm. And I've said before, too, I've, I've called out the name Jesus Christ. And as soon as that happens, it, the whole thing just snaps away and I wake up in my bed I, and I'm frozen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy, man. Uh, you know, and it, it, it's crazy that they that, that um, they're it's they're trying to trick you. And but it, it's weird that they are they pretend to be the masters. But in reality, they're just they're the trickster god. That's that's why throughout history they've been called trickster gods, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so like my first real one with that happened in like 20, 2013, that experience, and then I had several throughout the years until I met my wife, and mm-hmm. I, I just learned it, it became so often that I just learned. Uh, I got to the point in like these states of like sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, where this was happening. I would just be like Jesus help me out here and it, it would just go away and i'd wake wow. up and it's crazy because like sometimes you forget in the dream or in that state and you're like uh-oh and then kind of like you said you hit that point of terror where you're mm-hmm. just like it's you're done you're like i can't get any more scared so <laughs> what, what else are you gonna so i know exactly what you're talking about with that because yeah it's wild so let's get back to you because i don't want to oh, um... myself Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's awesome because that goes into stuff I've I've heard too. Like, I don't know if you've ever uh, done the uh, Bloody Mary, like staring at yourself in the mirror thing. No, I know people that have, and mm-hmm. I've never done it. I've heard people say they've seen something, but I also know people are kind of full of shit too sometimes. So yeah. Um, you know, I was, 
uh, you know, against, but I, uh, I actually, you know, dabbled into, uh, you know, witchcraft stuff and, and all that, had my going with that. And, um, so, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, one night I, uh, it was, it was around Halloween actually around this time. <laughs> and, uh, I went into my small bathroom and, uh, I took a candlelight and I just stared at myself my reflection in the uh, mirror and see what would happen is you'd be staring at yourself and then stuff would start happening and you, your eyes would start darting to start gathering info mm -hmm. and you come out of that trance that you're going to into. So, but after a couple times doing that, I just was able to keep my face still. And, uh, that's when my face started morphing and it morphed into like what you were describing in that uh vision it's it, uh like my face turned into like a orc like pig monster looking beast thing yeah that's and uh all and then also i started noticing uh blue blue like the color blue looked like it was getting painted in the background be behind me in the mirror that's really interesting too. <laughs> like i go you know it's like like a paint swipe you know Mm -hmm. that's what the, that's how the color blue was, was showing like up moving yeah. behind me yeah but what do you think that is i mean that do you think that was um they say it's your mind is just going to uh it uh it's like the whole with like hallucinate it's another like hallucination trick mm -hmm. because your mind will start playing tricks on you when you're you know, staring at yourself for so long your mind will start uh creating its own you know, vision for, you know, it'll try to mess with you or whatever. Do you think it's something <laughs> like, uh, how do I say this? Like, like a shadow self or like staring into the uh, abyss. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause you know, the, uh, Goetia magic and stuff like that, uh, they do their rituals and then they go and look into a, a mirror, like a black mirror, like an obsidian rock or something, you know, polished over and then they stare into that and supposedly that's where they see the uh, entity that they're contacting will be in the mirror so they put themselves into a trance and then they stare into a mirror and, and communicate with an entity that's wild man <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely wild and do you think that's what was happening when you did that yeah i think that's it's kind well maybe you know but uh it's also you know the mind will mess with you and it took a while it doesn't happen very easily because like i said like you'll want to dash look your eyes or you know but that's that'll take you out of that uh, trance mm -hmm. it takes a while for it to happen and um but yeah but yeah getting back into the thing um my dad uh he was the only person who believed me and my family mm -hmm. and uh, a few days later after my experience uh we went and got pizza the local you know pizza place or papa john's actually but mm -hmm. i don't know if i should say that but <laughs> it's all good but uh yeah we and then we went and get pizza and then we're uh chilling in the parking lot and he's like hey tell me everything that happened with your experience you, you know so i told him you know basically the story you know uh and he's like oh that's cool that's good that's that's good that you did that or whatever and uh he says yeah i believe in ufos and aliens and stuff like that too and um, he said because uh, there's so, when you think about like all the different types of life species of life on Earth and the the anatomy of the human body and how intricately we're designed and stuff and how that 
blends in with nature and stuff like that uh he's like there's there's no way we're the only intelligent life out here it's virtually impossible for that to be the case you know <laughs> yeah that's interesting and then did he tell you about his experience then too or uh no he didn't tell me about that one that one uh but uh he did tell me um that he uh one time they were looking at this base and uh he said he saw like a ufo type thing kind of take up from the base lift up from it and then take off and the dude uh that was behind him was like hey man did you see that you know and my dad's telling him i didn't see anything and um later when he get he gets near that guy and they're off their mics he's like he's like uh tell him you didn't see anything because he, he knows that the mics are being monitored you know he said he didn't see anything and he said uh, that's what happened was, uh, soon after uh everybody got interviewed by people in suits you know stuff <laughs> that's so weird you think you think that was like mil- like uh like black ops stuff or do you think it was yeah mm-hmm. and um actually uh on his uh deathbed um he he, he one time he you know because he's i don't know if it's the morphine or whatever but uh one time just walking by he stops me you know basically like grabs me my arm you know and he's like hey he's like i was taken to the moon and i was like what and he's like yeah i got taken to the moon and i'm like what are you talking about he goes uh um they 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 came and got him from his deathbed or whatever and I guess did something where he was able to walk again and just be normal for a little bit. And uh, he said they made him watch a bunch of uh, videos and things like that and uh, learn about different kinds of customs or whatever, things he had to kind of learn about. Mm -hmm. And then he said they took him up there to the moon. And, you know, this is, you know, I don't know if this is the morphine, but this is pretty crazy morphine trip if trip it is. And, you know, oddly detailed. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. But and then also, given who my dad was, you know, he was somebody whose uh, opinion lots and lots of people respected and they looked up, you know, he's somebody that someone like that's why I say he's important to my story, because if it's just me saying all this stuff, I'm just a crazy kind of person. But then, uh, you know, putting my dad into the equation and also some other stuff with the Freemason thing, you know, with the number stuff, uh, you know, it's, you know, I'm a little, you know, <laughs> His opinion, you know, you know, it's a little hard to call him just a, a loony, crazy guy, you know. Right, right. Uh, he, you know, but um, yeah, he uh, he said that then they took him up to the moon, and um, uh, he said it was uh, like something he had shown showed me one time, like because I was talking to him about the, uh, you know, because I, I heard about the secret space program stuff, and I don't know, if the, I don't really trust David Wilcock and Corey Good and all those kind of people, but there's something they were saying there. It was like kind of sparked you know stuff into my memory and things they were saying so i uh he said but they they took him up there and they uh he flew uh he spun around like the top of the uh moon or whatever like the it was like a base on the back he said the back of the moon's like a base Mm -hmm. and he said yeah they spun around and went down into a hole and he said they he just they just gave him a tour they just took him around and showed him different things that were up there and uh the one thing he was really like trying to tell me, like trying to express to me, 
was um, that there was all the different alien species and stuff like that. There were multiple species up there, like, ex, you know, intelligent, sentient beings and stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, he, as he was walking by, when he first got got up there, he said uh, there was a guy on, like, an iPad-type tablet thing or whatever. And uh, he's looking at him, and the guy's just looking down, doing whatever. And then he says he sees, like, the two tall gray aliens. I guess, like, the really, really tall whites or whatever that they call. Okay. And he said he saw those walk walk by and uh, walk by the dude. And he said the dude just kind of looks up at my dad. And this is kind of like looking at him and just goes back down, looks at his, just goes about whatever his business, doesn't even pay attention to the tall white aliens that just walked by him. Dude, that's. And the, that's yeah. Crazy. And that's what he wanted to point to me. He was like, he just thought that was crazy because he's like, this guy is just used to this. And by now, it's. <laughs> he now- was. What year was this when this happened? Uh, it would have been uh, a few years ago. Uh, he passed away like three years ago, I think. Now, okay. So, so iPads were around and stuff. I, I was thinking if you were younger, that would have been. Oh yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah. This is uh, recently, uh, two okay. years into Trump, about two or three years into Trump's presidency. So about, yeah, two thousand eighteen, two thousand. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's wild, dude. And then, so do you think he was actually physically taken to the moon, or do you think it was like that, an out-of-body astral projection? Type well, thing? I was, I was uh, asking about that. I mean, it, it, it could have been, and then you know, like I said, it could have been a thing. But he said, yeah, they, they, they took him up there. Uh, you know, he was able to walk, and he said, but that's the thing he brought up that was weird. Is he's like before he got had to go up there, he had to learn stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and well, then um, you know, and then yeah, he said they just, and then they took him back to the to to his deathbed where he, you know, passed away. You know, shortly after, I think. You know, that's insane. I, I would almost wonder because, again, like you said, that's way too detailed to be like a morphine trip. Yeah, <laughs> and but I wonder, like, did they do some type of out of body astral projection type thing where? He wouldn't. He would just be able to walk because he's not in the physical, you know, meat suit. That oh he yeah, did. yeah. And they just kind of teleported him there and showed him around, like, hey, you know, you served your time. You did what you did. Like, we're gonna show you some secrets. And it, like, what a safe time to do that if you know someone's gonna die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's the truth of what's really going on here. Yeah. And good luck having anyone believe you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's that shit, man. That's crazy. And um, but there was another uh, crazy thing with him though is, uh, um, we got back from a restaurant one time, and and he's already stage four cancer. He's M- he's MS. You know he's, mm-hmm. you know he's uh, and but he's a tough dude. So we got back from the restaurant, and I was like, oh, I gotta go run to use the bathroom. And I was like, you you got yourself, you can pull yourself into your chair. And he's like, yeah, I got this. So I r- rolled his chair up to him. And then I ran into the bathroom, used, ran into the house, used the bathroom. And uh, when I came back outside, uh, he had this, uh, I opened up the garage door, and he had this, like, look of shock in his face. And um, I was like, why? I'm kind of laughing. I'm like, what's going on? You know, and he's like, he, it, it takes him a second. He's kind of like, like, you know, and then he goes, uh, when he got out the truck, he started to uh, fall. Okay. And he said, as he was falling, you know, he was tripped. Uh, a force grabbed him 
like really hard and pulled him back onto his chair, you know, real forcefully. And he thought it was me, like I was still there or something. Mm-hmm. So he's like looking, looking around behind him and there's nobody around him. There's nothing around him. And then that's when the garage door opens up and I'm coming out the, the garage. <laughs> Dude, that's weird. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so, and then, you know, a week or two later, he tells me he was taken to the moon and stuff. So it's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> on top of him getting two flags at his funeral it's kind of like some weird stuff's going on yeah here. So, so let's get back <laughs> to the two flags because so this happens and what did they do with the second flag i mean I... uh oh uh one went to my mom and then the second one went to my uh youngest sister okay and uh that's the thing i didn't um I didn't realize it was Navy SEAL at first because, you know, of course my mom's, you know, real sad. So it's, I'm kind of just putting my head down. Uh, he's presenting the flag to her. He kneels down, you know, on behalf of the president and uh, the United States Navy, blah, blah, blah. Here's, you know, the flag. And then he gets, and then he gets up and, you know, turns around and goes to get the other flag, which was up on like a tripod. Mm-hmm. And then he takes that over to my sister who's to my left, um, the, the uh, second row. And um, he kneels, says the same thing to her, kneels down, gives her the flag. And then when he gets up to salute or whatever, and, you know, being the military, you know, having that in the military, I'm into stuff like that. And I kind of look at his uh, pendants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's whenever I saw the uh, eagle and a trident. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's an Navy SEAL? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Because my dad, my dad wasn't a Navy SEAL. He he told me personally himself that he uh he rang the bell like trying out you know to be one mm-hmm. so he he himself wasn't one but he did tell me he made it through hell week and they were saying um he he gave me his reason i don't want to right really get into it but uh he said um uh they said you know you can come back and get try out again you won't have to go through hell week but he just didn't you know idea but uh you know so that made it was it was like wow that's so weird why would it be a you know like that mm-hmm. um and what was the significance of the second flag because like you said just that it's not something that's ever happened before or it's supposedly not supposed to be something that happens because um i tried looking it up and they're like it's protocol one flag per deceased veteran but at the funeral there's over 100 witnesses there so it's funny because all these people if they tell my dad's story like they're one of his uh, he was a swim coach mm-hmm. he's one of one of their swimmers kind of grows up and tells his story and they're like that's bullshit dude they only give one flag and he's gonna look like he's a liar because <laughs> if you do your research you'll find out that so there's only they only present one flag so that's what makes it unique is it's like it's it's like an anomaly in a way that's weird and then like so he wasn't a navy it almost makes you wonder was he like and i don't want to speculate or sound yeah. respectful or anything but like do you wonder like maybe he was like a navy seal and they're just yeah didn't tell you you know he was doing some <laughs> deep well, deep stuff yeah there's there's actually a weird uh coincidence with that uh there's i don't know if you ever heard of the movie smoking aces I've heard of it. I never saw it, though. Uh, they made a direct-to-DVD Smoking Aces 2 called Assassin's Ball. 
And in that movie, uh, there's a character, Tom Berenger plays a character named Walter Weed, which is the same name as my father. And uh, he happens to be in a wheelchair as well. But, uh, you know, spoiler alert, uh, it comes to find out that he was pretending like he was this uh, FBI desk jockey. When in reality, he was like the leader of like a elite black ops unit. Dude, that's where, where my mind was going with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it just, that makes you wonder, man. That makes you wonder. That's yeah. Wild, dude. And again, I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything. Oh, like no, that, it's but, it's cool, you know. But yeah, that's that's so interesting, dude. Um, so, yeah. And so, I actually, uh, you know, he I've had um, Green Beret colonels, like I've done pools, you know, that knew him back in Vietnam. They're like, you know, t- he, you know, I've had Green Bay colonels tell me, um, oh, you should have seen your dad back in the uh, Vietnam days. He did some crazy stuff. And um, I also, uh, you ever heard of the movie Black Hawk Down? Mm-hmm. Where it's uh, like the most like silver stars ever, you know, the uh, given out, you know, for a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to see that movie in theaters uh, before it was released to the public with the people who were involved. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I had the honor to do because my dad, uh, you know, knew some one of the guys or some or something like that, and they gave him three tickets. Uh, took me and my older brother and uh, my dad, or <laughs> but uh, we, um, you know, it was pretty cool. Like, uh, there's that one scene where the guy's on the fifty cal and he gets shot and falls into the truck, and then somebody else gets up on the gun and takes out a couple terrorists. Mm-hmm. When that scene happened everybody's like i think one dude yells out like hoorah or something and everyone's laughing like yeah get up <laughs> yeah like there's these dudes are these dudes are great you know wild i'm like wow you know this is these are some wild dudes and but mm-hmm. uh at the end of the movie uh you know there is it was emotional there were like people crying and they're all comforting each other and stuff like that that's why i'm big on promoting the troops and stuff you know because uh that that took it took me out of the hollywood uh did you know in hollywood movies and stuff you don't realize you know what families and things like that have to go through to to have our rights you know right yeah Yeah, man some crazy stuff but uh so when you were you messaged me and uh you said that you had a few more recent experiences too did you want to uh recent you said you had a couple experiences that you didn't talk about on any other podcasts. Oh, um, oh yeah. At my, um, uh, you know, with the, uh, also the, uh, sleep paralysis thing. I had sleep paralysis one time. Okay. And it was back when I was, uh, studying, uh, when I first got into, I got into conspiracy theories, uh, uh, you know, even my whole life, the way it went and everything like that. I, uh, I didn't get into conspiracy theories, uh, until Obama, like I knew about nine 11 and stuff like that, but, uh, I was an Obama supporter. And then when I realized he was just Bush, but <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, and I was like, I was like, what's government corruption. So I started Googling, you know, stuff like that. And I start stumbling across the Illuminati and that that kind of brings me back from my ex- alien experience, and I was like, "Wow, I definitely believe this stuff because of my own personal experience." I'm like, "I know this is what's happening." 
you know, so I, that's when I kind of got into the conspiracy theories type stuff. And um, I started researching uh, Christian demonology. And one night I was in bed, and, and, and this is actually a haunted house I lived in, <laughs> mm-hmm. a different one. And uh, I started repeating all the names of the uh, uh, kings of hell. Okay. Like, I uh, started repeating their names in my head. I'm like, why am I doing this? And I kind of get that like sleep paralysis thing, and um, the the lights are off. It's dark, and all of a sudden, I see kind of like this figure, kind of like hunched over, in 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 my room, and it starts kind of like cre- you know the little like wobble, you know, creep wobble towards me, mm-hmm. and it was like I could see this like shadow uh, moving, moving through the dark towards me, and. And even though I was in like a sleep paralysis state, I snapped out of it and like like a like a cat, I flew across my bedroom <laughs> and uh, you know turned on the light and ran out and made a, made a big ordeal. My roommates and stuff were wondering what the hell is going on and stuff, and it's just like there you know there's this shadow being trying to get me. <laughs> Dude, I've had that happen so many times that it's not even like. Nothing, none of nothing in sleep paralysis can shock me, dude, because I've seen it all. I've uh-huh. experienced it all. I've had the shadow being on top of me, and you wow. can feel it. I've had just standing in the corner of the room, and for me, it's always. I've never seen it come towards me. I've seen it in the corner of the room, and then it's instantly on top of me. I've never seen it move, mm. but it's always this just big mass. And uh, same thing. I grew up in a haunted house, and mm-hmm. so. About what time did you, like, around what year would you say that this? Uh, this would have been in my early 20s. And um, it, it kind of, like, looked like a like golem from Lord of the Rings. Like a yeah. silhouette of golem, except, mm-hmm. like, just a black shot, uh, silhouette of golem. Like how he kind of, like, walks, you know? Like that. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, but also in that house, it was, uh, there's another paranormal ser- stories, but uh, I had a, my ferret, I had a ferret there, and it and it passed away. A ferret or a parrot? A ferret. Okay. Okay. And uh, a little white ferret, and uh, I used to have like you know, I, I was yeah, I didn't care. I would just sleep on a mattress on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so my, the ferret would crawl around through my blankets, right, when it was alive. And I remember one night, uh, I, I you know was like, what you know, something's you know, kind of woke me up in my bl- blanket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I look down and at uh, the blanket, and I see like um, like a shape, like uh, come up the blanket, like up my chest, kind of like what my ferret would do. And I see the blanket actually even raise up, you know, like there's a shape going through it, mm-hmm. and it comes up towards me. So I lift up the blanket and look into the into it, and for like a moment, I see my ferret for like a second in the dark, and then it disappears. Yeah, so I, I definitely believe uh, there's like a animal ghost and things like that. Like uh, maybe not, you know, like um, the spirits, their spirits do stuff. Right, almost like residual energy. Like it's just mm-hmm. maybe that's like as corny as it might sound. Like that might have been like one of his happiest moments, like running around in your blanket and stuff. And it's yeah, like, it's just like that memory repeating, or who knows, man. It's but uh, also the, there here goes a weird ghost story. Um, we used to hear uh, multiple people there used to hear uh, old timey music playing. And uh, 
it, you'd hear like old timey music coming through the walls, like the vibrations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And but whenever you'd go to open the store, the door, whenever you go to open the door to to go see what it's making this noise, <laughs> uh, it'd be silent, like dead silent. And so we had this one uh, back hallway. It was like a really dark, long, dark hallway. And uh, one of my roommates, who's one of my best friends, uh, he would actually go through the living room to uh, avoid going down this hallway. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but one night he went to use the bathroom because the bathroom is uh, across the other side of the house. And when he came back, uh, he looked down that hallway and he saw a uh, lady with curly hair in a, in a white dress walk walking down that hallway. And he thought it was his girlfriend because she has dark curly hair too. Mm-hmm. But uh, when he got back into his room, his girlfriend was laying in the bed. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and and uh, one night when I was walking through that dark hallway, um, I felt uh, curly hair brush against my face. And I was hearing like old timey music playing too, like on those big like horn machines, vinyl players. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and then we had we, we both had these experiences. And then um, with a white hair lady, uh, I mean, <laughs> a lady in a white dress with, with dark curly hair in my my brother, older brother, who's pretty skeptical, mm-hmm. he's like a big skeptical uh, person. He was over at the house, and uh, uh, when you're standing kind of by the kitchen, you can look down the dark hallway and into the living room at the same time. Okay. And uh, he he kept peeking into the back hallway, and he would come back into the living room. And he's like, and then finally he's like, "Hey, who all's here?" And we're like, uh, "Oh, it's it's just us." And he goes, um, I just saw a girl uh, in a white dress with dark hair just walk out y'all's back door. And <laughs> me and my roommate, we look at each other and we're like, OMG. Like, did you hear what he just said? Because it kind of like validated both of our experiences on top of him being a skeptic. You know? Yeah, that's whenever someone else sees it and experiences it to it like that's just confirmation man that something weird happens yeah something weird was was happening there but um also uh, another thing is um i never talked as uh i don't know i was going you know it's kind of why i stopped kind of looking into that stuff at in the beginning of my research journey um because it was just weird stuff was happening so but one time i came home and i was alone this in the house and just something about the house felt weird it's kind of like it's kind of like the softcore version of the murder house from uh, American Horror Story or something. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was just the house was feeling weird. There's a weird energy. And I remember because there's like lo- that long hallway, I'm walking down it to the kitchen and I kind of get a weird feeling. I look back down the hallway and it kind of, I think my mind's playing tricks on me because it looks like there's like something is trying to like peek around the corner, you know, like the whole two hands and it's kind of like, Yep. You know, barely looking around the corner, I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm just, I'm just tripping out. So I go into the kitchen to uh, get a glass of water, and as I'm filling the glass of water, I hear, I hear like a, like a pig snarl, kind of like, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, I could feel hot breath on the back of my neck. Oh. So I. Uh, I'm filling up this glass of water and I, and I literally swing it around me like back fist the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I splash water all over the living room and I just, I freak out. I'm like, man, I can't be this house alone by myself right now. 
you know, and I just uh, went over to a friend's house. But that was, you know, and then stuff like that, like, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was just a weird house. <laughs> yeah, man, that the, the house I grew up in, like, we moved there when I was, like, 11 or 12. It was, like, 2003, so I think I was 11 at the time. And, dude, we would just hear people would call your name down. And something, something would call your name down in the basement. It sounded just like my dad. And you mm. go down there, and my dad would be like out in the garage, like <laughs> it was like 500 feet because it was a big, yeah, fami- familiar voice. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, or you'd be downstairs. And anytime you were downstairs in this basement, it just felt like something was hovering over you. And then you would hear someone call you upstairs. You run upstairs, no one's home, or everyone's outside. And it was like, it's just weird shit like that would happen all the time. And I didn't realize how bad it was until I moved out in 2016 and would go back mm-hmm. to visit. And then it was like once being like being out of that environment and coming back into it, I was like, oh, yeah, in <laughs> this place is, is not not normal. Yeah, I have a friend who bought a big old Victorian house here in Savannah was renting out the second floor. Uh, but she said she can never keep tenants in there for more than two weeks because they complain about ghosts, cabinets moving, and all kinds of stuff. And uh, one of my friends was over there, uh, you know, to go. He wanted to see ghosts. He's into ghosts and s- stuff too, and he didn't see nothing. But he said, as he's walking down the stairs, they're leaving. He thought there was somebody walking behind him, somebody else in their group. Mm-hmm. And then when he got down to the bottom of the steps, he looked back to see who was walking down behind him. There's no one there. Oh, dude. That's it's, I've had those experiences too, man. Um, so many weird experiences. Like I, I could just ramble on for hours, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's we're at about almost at ninety minutes. Do you wanna? I want to get into like the Jumant, uh, the Jumantria stuff, but do you want to maybe do a part two? Yeah, oh yeah, man, we could do that. Uh, if you want to get, um, can write down some uh, talking to. Those. That's what I was going to say. We could get some notes together. We could either maybe do it on Zoom or something. I don't do video yet, but we could. that way you could have stuff you to could prepare for. Visualize it, it and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I had a great conversation. <laughs> yeah, dude, this was a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to have you back on because I want to hear. I want you to go a little more into like the witchcraft stuff because that, mm-hmm. that stuff always fascinates me. And um, yeah, to get into the Gematria stuff and the, the Freemason stuff too. We didn't even get to that yet. Yeah, I've I've been uh, mistaken for a Freemason uh, twice before, and uh, you know um, the the even the there's some weird Freemason kind of thing going on in my life. I've always I've had a lot of encounters with them. You know, like uh, I've actually they were, but yeah, I guess they could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a good little teaser for part two, man. This is this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> do you have? Um, Anything you want to like share, like if, if uh, people want to reach out to you or anything like that, you want to give them some information. Oh, um, I, uh, you know, just you know, if you want to follow me on uh, Instagram, it's a uh, Berserk Space Cowboy, and um, I started uh, a podcast too called Imaginarium of Thought, but I don't go into any of my uh, uh, stories. You know, it's kind of it for me. It kind of I don't want to sit there and just talk about myself. You know, but it's nice to have you know, to be interviewed and be able to get it out that way. Yeah, man. (laughs) That's awesome. So Ron, I'll definitely have you back on very soon. Probably 
you know, in the next couple of weeks or so, because I'm very interested in this other stuff. But thank you so much for uh, reaching out to me. It's yeah, been, man. Any any time has been an honor. <laughs> it's been a lot of wild stuff. I'm going to re-listen to this and just unpack everything because there's, I mean, like, what, what do grays look like? I mean, that's... Um, on my uh, Instagram there, I kind of... Uh... I have a one little thing I put there where I kind of give my uh, I, I looked I looked at the Internet and tried to uh, give my best, you know, opinion of what what it kind of looked like. I, I can send it uh, to you later. Yeah, I'll <laughs> check that out, too. But, dude, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. We'll do a part two very soon. I appreciate it, man. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Rock and roll. All right. All right. Later. Later. And that's the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun this episode, and I can't wait to bring Ron back on for part two. Um, If you guys like the episode, you know what to do. Hop on to Apple Podcasts and leave a nice review. And uh, if you guys want to be on the show, if you've had a paranormal or spiritual experience, just uh, send me an email, upstateunconventional at gmail.com, or send me a message on Instagram at upstate underscore unconventional. Thank you again for listening to the show. It means the world to me. Until the next episode, have a wonderful week. Take care.